Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome everybody to the 19th edition of Weisscast. I am your host, Aaron Weiss, along with a longtime listener, first-time guest, Nathan Burdett. You know, actually, I say it's your first-time guest, Zaring, but you've actually guessed, you guest-starred once. I have spoken for about 30 seconds, Yeah, uh, but this will be hopefully a little longer. Yeah, hopefully. Um, Nathan is filling in for Jalen, who was going to be filling in for Jacob, um, and this week's podcast, we actually have a nice little treat. We have two guests. Um, first up is Nathan, and then later, Rebecca will be joining us. Um, by us, I mean me. Uh, we'll, I'll trade Rebecca for Nathan. I think that's how it works. Nathan will leave, and Rebecca will join me. Um... But this, like I said, is the 19th episode of Weisscast, and we are going to jump right into it. I don't think we have any listener feedback. I have not looked, but there usually is never any. So why look now? We're going to jump into the joke of the day, and let me see. Let me see how about this. Tell me a joke. As a golfer, it's always smart to wear two pairs of pants. You know, in case you get a hole in one. <laughs> That's a that, good one. That, that is I haven't a good heard one. that one. You know, our roommate's a golfer. I wonder if he wears two pairs of pants. I would assume so. He probably does. Um, from there, we're going to jump into from around the web. Time for some news. All right, so this week we only have like three articles, but they're pretty meaty articles. Um, some good discussion will be had on them. First up, Nathan, uh, did you see that FC Cincinnati fired their coach after 10 games this season? I did. I was actually pretty surprised when I saw that because, like you said, it's their first year. Everyone knew they're not going to be that great. Right. Um, so I don't really know how much you can put the blame on the coach right now. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people were calling for, like, Atlanta United to to fire their coach and um you know here on Weisscast we're big fans of Frank DeBoer um we knew that the year was going to start a little slowly and so uh it's finally picking up for us and I just don't think that FC Cincinnati gave Alan Alan Cock Alan Coke I don't know how to pronounce his name um a fair chance I I don't think the first 11 games is good enough you can't really to show get much. Out. You can't really get much off those. Yeah, and like you said, it's their first season in the MLS. They they have a lot of players still from USL, um, but you said I think you said there was other firings this week. Yeah, I think there was a total of three firings in the last week. But the latest one that came about 24 hours after FC Cincinnati was New England Revolution coach uh, Friedel was fired. Uh, I don't know too much about him, but I do know the Revolution have definitely been towards the bottom of the table recently, not yeah. been playing up to their their standards. Um, 
I'll give a shout out to Jack Dufour. I had to ask him what his opinion is on the fire, and he's a big New England Revolution fan. He is. But yeah, there's just been a lot of uh, coach firings in the last week, and honestly, you may see some more coming just because almost every single team that was at the top of the table last year has all gone all the way to the bottom, yeah. including our team, Atlanta United. But we're seeing a little bit of pickup. Yeah, they're more they're more middle of the pack right now. It's crazy. The Union are number one in the East yeah, right now, and they were not great last year. So it they're is interesting, mediocre. really interesting to see things going this year. Um, how literally the tables have turned. Literally, yes. <laughs> but I mean, Philadelphia is pretty good. I mean, do you know much about their goalkeeper? Uh, yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's solid. So they've got good. a good back line, some good veteran presence. So yeah, I can mm-hmm. see why they've picked it up a little bit. Was he the one that called out Brad Guzan? Yes. Yeah, that was that's what weird. I thought. Oh yeah, because they're both on the USM. There, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, this guy claims he is, even though he makes it about half the time. Oh yeah, but so, it was interesting. Anyways, uh, from there we'll move on to uh, a game that we actually just got finished playing right before recording. Yep. Um, Apex Legends. I don't know if you've ever heard us talk about that <laughs> on this podcast, uh, but apparently it's coming to mobile, and. I'm not really excited about the actual mobile version True. so much Same. as what it implies because I think um, Fortnite went mobile before they went cross-platform. They did. So I'm hoping that this is the next stepping stone to cross-platform Yes. because uh, I don't know why, but I really want to play on my PS4 that you just found out that I had. Just found out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also have friends on PS4 that I want to play with, and I think it'd be neat to have everything on one account because I've put a lot of time into my Xbox version. That's a good point. So would you have the same account for both, even though you're playing on different systems? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish they would have cross-platform as well. My brother, Levi, is also a really good Apex player. Whenever I go home and I don't bring my Xbox, I'll play on his PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to be able to play with him. But like you said, I think they're uh, kind of going off of Fortnite's blueprint of going first to mobile and then hopefully cross-platforming not mm-hmm. far after. I hope PlayStation learned their lesson from Fortnite because, you know, they blocked the cross-platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At first. Yeah, and then obviously they got a lot of bad feedback. Yeah, that. and then, then they eventually relented. Um, but I'm excited. Maybe that even means that they'll develop one for Switch. I don't know. Um, I think that's... Well, like, Fortnite did mobile and then put it on Switch. So I think if they can do mobile, they can put it on Switch. I would love to play anywhere. Same. I also recently just got a Switch, so I would love to be able to... To, to play the Switch. Dang, could you imagine, like, oh, I'm I'm going out of town for the weekend, but that doesn't mean I don't want to play Apex. I just you know, can't bring I, my Xbox. Exactly, yeah. but now you can play it on the go. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine how much time I would put into <laughs> the, on the Switch. Um, from there, this is our final article. I said this was going to be meaty. I guess it's really not that meaty. Um... This is actually a tech article, and I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, so the other day, Google I/O happened, um, and this is their like developer conference that they do every May. Um, they usually unveil the new version of Android. Um, 
not necessarily naming it, but they just um, say, hey, this exists, you can get the beta now. Um, but they also talk about some hardware. Um, they released the, uh, or and they, they renamed Google Home to Google Nest. So they re released the Google Nest Hub Max. Um, and so what that is, is a, like a smart screen. So a smart speaker with the tablet attached, essentially. Um, it seems pretty cool. I don't know if I see myself getting one. I like the smaller one better because I could probably use it as an alarm clock. But the real thing that I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if you realize the, the implications from this particular product release, but they announced the much cheaper Pixel 3a and 3a XL. Um, do, you, do you happen to know why that's good? I do not. All right, I'll tell you. This will be a little bit of a monologue, so buckle up. So, um, Pixel got in, or Pixel, Google got into the phone game uh, with Nexus about nine years ago, and they wanted to build a great phone um, at a decent price. And um, that the Nexus program lasted for about five years, six years, um, five years, and they um, they made some really good phones, but as they progressed, they got progressively more expensive and um, kind of like lost their way. Um, they wanted to kind of break into the, the premium um, smartphone space uh, with the likes of Apple and iPhone and um, Samsung and their Galaxy series. But the Pixel has never really sold well, um, mostly because it was only on Verizon, and um, their phones don't look great. Um, so, like, if you saw a Pixel next to an iPhone, like an iPhone 10, for example, you'd be like, oh, man, this iPhone 10 looks so futuristic. Yeah, so much more sleek. Yeah, and so... Um, yeah, if you're in the Verizon store, you're probably going to pick the iPhone 10 over the Pixel, even though the Pixel might... Uh, well, it depends on who's talking, but the Pixel might technically be a better phone. Um, I know it is for camera, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, the 3A came uh, came out, and I, I played with one today at Best Buy. It's awesome. Um, it, it feels just like the Pixel, um, and it's only 400 bucks off contract. That's not terrible. Yeah, I mean... You gotta think you're, you're probably paying monthly for your phone, mm -hmm. you're like rent it, not lease to own. Yes. Um. So, by the time you pay that off, you're probably paying seven hundred bucks. Yep. I would much rather pay four hundred bucks up front. Exactly. Yeah. Makes more sense. Yeah. And so, um, having Google <laughs> make these really quality phones at that price point might drive. Um, A company like Apple to uh, create a phone in that price point, which would be good for everyone, because I'm I know people that don't want to upgrade to the iPhone XS because it's a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's extremely expensive. They don't even want to upgrade to the XR. Well, that's mostly because it's too it's big. It's a yeah. big phone. Um, but yeah, that this is huge for the phone industry. Um, I'm really excited to see. Uh, what other companies do. I know LG and Samsung and Motorola have been making phones at this price point forever. 
Um, but I'm, I want to see what an like Apple does with this because there's been rumors for an iPhone SE two for a very long time. Uh, if it's real, we'll I guess we'll find out at WWDC in June. So uh, real quick, yeah. So I'm not <coughs> sure if this is the same phone you're talking about, but I, I know for sure it was Google, and I'm not sure where I saw the video, if it was Twitter or Facebook. But Google was presenting a phone, so they had it on the big screen, but I guess it was kind of like the, I don't know if Google, what you'd call this, but Google's version of Siri. Does it have a name? Google Assistant. Just Google Assistant. It was incredible. Uh, just by the voice they were saying, like, Google, pull up my calculator. Yeah. Google, pull up my call data. Google, but it was just, like, so quick and doing so much more things than Siri can do. Yeah. I was very astonished at some of Yeah, Siri sucks. Um, I was talking to my Google Home yesterday while um, working, and I, d I was, like, typing with both hands and didn't necessarily want to pull out my phone for a calculator. And so I was just like, uh, I was like, Google, will you, or Google, um, divide, you know, 30 by five or like whatever. Uh -huh. Um, that wasn't the exact problem. It was much bigger numbers, but, um, <laughs> Gotta work your mask yeah, there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was awesome because I was, I was literally getting the answers and typing them in. Um, I've been budgeting. So like, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, encourage at least everyone to try a Google phone with Google Assistant um, before they buy their next phone. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, speaking of. Hello. Oh, God. She's listening. She's listening. Um, that's all I have for the... Uh, oh, but do you... I have one more article I would like to talk you have about. an article. It just popped up, and I, I remembered I, I wanted to talk about this. I read... A very interesting article, and I'll quiz you and ask you, out of the 365 days out of the year, the average American spends a certain amount on their phone. How many days out of the year do you think that the average American spends on their phone? Um, let's see. Let's see, my phone... It's probably it's probably like a quarter of the year. So it's fifty nine days. The average American spends fifty nine days looking at their phone. It's, out of three hundred sixty five. So that's not a quarter. It's not a quarter, but if you truly think about that, that's insane because that that doesn't count like you know people like us who also spend time on the Xbox, people who spend time watching TV. But fifty nine days. So I did a little bit of math. Over ten years, you're almost out of those ten years. You're almost looking at your phone for two of those years. Like just let that settle in for a second. That's crazy. You're you're essentially looking at your phone for two months. Yeah, that's insane to just think about. And like I know there's a lot of good that comes out of the phones, but there's also a lot of just like imagine me, if we just split that time in half and used it for something makes worthwhile. Me, it makes me feel dirty. I know, like fifty nine days. 50, what, what am I doing with my life? I could be a millionaire by now. I should be a millionaire. Someone pay me. <laughs> But really, if you need to, if you're looking for a ministry to fund, uh, talk to me, uh, breadcoffeehouse.org/give. Aaron Weiss. Um, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, so now that's all the articles. Um, but and we're gonna go into the time of highlights. So first off, we'll have Nathan, and then, like I said, we'll bring in Rebecca. But in between that, we'll have a fun little song. 
Um, so, Nathan, if you want to lead off. All right. Well, we already mentioned a little bit of MLS talk, but I'm going to bring back up my favorite team, Atlanta United. Heard of them? Uh, yes, I, I have heard of them. I was actually at the game yesterday, which was Wednesday night. Got to see them pull out an awesome 2-0 dub. Um, I was hoping to see our new newest player. If mm-hmm. you haven't heard yet, Atlanta United traded some allocation money and also a, I think it was a second round draft pick, and acquired Justin Miron, who last year played for Orlando City, and he hated it. And who wouldn't hate playing for Orlando? But he hated it so much. He said he hated the fans, mm-hmm. and that caused him to leave. And so I think uh, he was either traded or Columbus picked him up, and. Now he is the newest Atlanta United member, and I'm really excited because our offense has has been good, but we just have not been able to put the ball in the back of the net. So I think by adding this winger, we can add some more depth. Um, a lot of our players, um, for example, yesterday Barco, who has actually surprisingly been our best player this year, was gone on international duty, and a lot of, lot of time during the summer, the same is going to happen to him and multiple players. So I think just adding another depth piece and a solid player, in my opinion, and Justin will be really good. So I'm really excited. He was here last night, but he was not eligible to play. He may be, able to, may be eligible to play against Orlando this Sunday, and I think that would be hilarious if he mm-hmm. scores against Orlando. Just rub it in and just... You know, I hate Orlando. So. I hope he flicks them off. Yeah, I'd be I'm really sure funny. He would. Uh, also, you know, of course, whenever someone goes to a new team, there's always that one person who scrolls through their entire Twitter, whether it goes back, whatever, have amount of years. But uh, someone found a tweet that said, "Thank God I'm leaving Atlanta," <laughs> and now he's in Atlanta to stay. But I'm sure, I'm sure he'll delete that soon. So yeah, that's my my first thing. Wait, he was already on Atlanta. No, like he just like was visiting Atlanta. Maybe uh, they were playing Atlanta. He was like, "Thank God I'm leaving Atlanta." And I was like, "Ooh, that, that tweet didn't age well." <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, what other highlights you got? Um, I'll continue the sports talk. Um, if you if you're a Braves fan out there, you probably remember the feud last year between the Marlins and the, the one of their pitchers named Urena. Urena. I always want to say Uranus, but that's not it. <laughs> Uh, last year, if you don't remember, uh, he was pitching against the Braves, and our beast rookie last year, Ronald Acuna Jr., smacked a home run. And he felt just that because Ronald Acuna is so good that he would throw and try to hurt him. And sure enough, he did. And uh, it started a big brawl, and it, it was just this big feud for uh, for a long time. Well, we knew that we were going to be uh, playing against Arena again this series. And honestly, I thought, like, okay, we'll probably be professionals now. I mean, we... we had benching, crawling, ugh, benching, clearing brawls. Man, I can't talk right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we retaliated a lot last year. So, anyways, I thought we'd kind of be over it. But sure enough, the um, the Braves that morning decided to bring up Tuki Toussaint, which he's a starting pitcher for the Gwinnett. Uh, he's a really good player. But I thought that was kind of a weird move. I didn't know exactly why they brought him up. Until game time. Sure enough, Gossman was pitching for the Braves, and in the second inning when Urena came up, Gossman threw a fastball right at Urena. Urena moved, and it completely missed him. But immediately, the umpire threw Gossman out, and that was it. And so then, that is obviously why the Braves brought Tucson up, because obviously this was very premeditated. They they knew that they were going to need a long reliever, so they brought up Tucson for that. So I just thought that was really interesting that they premeditated hitting him, but whatever. 
Then the MLB came out and said that they are going to dis- suspend him for five games, which means five games, not five starts, so he'll end up missing at least one start. And honestly, uh, a lot of people were really mad about that. I know my brother, I know all of the people on uh, Braves Twitter that I follow were really, really mad. And honestly, I mean, I don't blame them for suspending him. Uh, yes, I understand the argument is he didn't even hit the guy and he got ejected already. So, like, he already served his punishment. But honestly, I don't think it's really that much of a suspension for Gossman, but a suspension for the Braves just because, obviously, the Braves premeditated it. Mm-hmm. Um Gossman already appealed it, which, so he already pitched one game before um, as they're going through the appeal. But I think that, honestly, they did that just to kind of mess up the Braves rotation for a little bit just because of how premeditated it was. But it's just some interesting things to talk about. What do you think? Do you think he should have been suspended? Um, it doesn't really sound like it, but it did It did sound like, oh, we can't suspend all the Braves, but we're going to suspend this one guy. So Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, I can kind of see why they did, but a lot of people were angry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, go Braves. Go Barbs. And I know, I don't think we've ever talked about hockey on this podcast. We haven't. But I am a huge hockey guy. And if you did not know that the Stanley Stanley Cup playoffs are going on right now. And we are down to four teams officially. The first game of the semifinals starts tonight. In the Eastern Conference, we have the Boston Bruins versus the Carolina Hurricanes. I think this is honestly the farthest the Hurricanes have ever been. Um, and then in the West, we have St. Louis Blues, who also have never won a cup before, so this is part of the part they've ever been. They are going against the San Jose Sharks, and this has been one of the craziest Stanley Cup playoffs ever. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning was the number one seed in the East. They set every single record you could set. They had the most points by any NHL mm-hmm. team. They have a player named Kucherov, who, um, like, goals and assists combined, had the most ever, like... They just set, like, every single record. And they said if they can go on and win the Cup, they'll probably be remembered as one of the greatest teams ever. Well, they got swept in the first round, which was unheard of. Like, that was just Mm -hmm. insane. They just fell completely apart. Some people are saying maybe they haven't ever faced any adversity before. Maybe that's kind of – they had to face some adversity. They didn't step up to the plate. Then the other crazy thing was the other number one seed in the West, Calgary Flames. They lost 4-1, to one, and it was just crazy. Almost every single higher seed beat the lower seed. Mm. And so we, it was kind of a, a little bit of a mix-up in the playoffs, but there's a little playoff preview for you. If you want to go watch some good hard hockey, fast physical hockey, you tune in to some Stanley Cup playoffs. Do you have anything, Weiss? Um, so I've been wanting to get into hockey for a number of years now. Um I don't have much of a way to watch it. I know that NBC Sports Network typically only shows like the Bruins. Um, And I don't necessarily want to be a Bruins fan. Um, I feel like I'm I'm like shopping around for fandom. Um, I feel like it's almost like I'm a college recruit. Um, (laughs) Like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to pick this this hat and this team. Um, like signing day or yeah, whatever. Um, I know that the Predators are pretty good, especially yes. over the last few years, and you're a huge Preds fan. Yeah, let me uh, swage you a little bit. So I, I'm a huge Preds fan, like you just said. Mm-hmm. I actually went to one of their games. I, I'm such a big fan. I drove four hours there, and after the game, I drove four hours back to Noonan and didn't get back to about 3 a.m. One of the best hockey games I've ever been to. I was pretty lucky to see one of their play one of their rivals, the Winnipeg Jets, mm-hmm. who, if that sounds familiar, um, that is who used to be the Atlanta Thrashers. Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, I if you had to pick a team, the reason I love Nashville is honestly just because they're the closest team. I used to love the Thrashers, but when they moved away, I still keep up with Winnipeg every now and then. But when uh, Nashville is, re- I mean, they're really good. They they should have gone a lot farther in the playoffs. They got knocked out in the first round. But um, yeah, they're a really exciting team. I also do like the Boston Brooms. If you if you want to get into hockey, I'd encourage you to go up into North Atlanta and to Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. They have a minor league team that is connected to the Boston Bruins, so that's why I keep up with Boston a little bit. But they're called the Gwinnett Gladiators, and honestly, like, it's some high high end hockey. Like I thought, like oh, minor league hockey is probably not going to be that fast, not that mm-hmm. fun. It is a blast. You get really cheap seats. You can sit in the first couple rows. And it's it's amazing. I, I love. It. I go. I actually have like half season tickets. Dude, um, so you know, I'm I'm moving up to Atlanta. True. Um, I think we need to go. Like, uh, go, dude, I've already got my tickets for next year, and I got uh, at least one twelve pack, and I, I usually get more than that. So, dude, I'm I've already got some tickets for us. Cool. Um, and you could probably just stay at my place if you want to. Yeah, and if any of the listeners want to go, hit me up. <laughs> Well, uh, is that the the end of your highlights, or did you have? Uh, one? Sorry, I have one more. That was the end of my sports highlight. If you oh. haven't figured out already, I'm a big sports guy. Anyways, uh, I think you may have mentioned this before, but I just want to talk a little bit about Disney Plus. Oh yes, I'm a huge Disney guy. I grew up. I went to Disney World a couple times. I've actually been on a couple Disney cruises as well. Ooh. But yeah, so if you don't know anything about Disney Plus, they are um, Disney is trying to throw their hat in the ring to be a kind of Netflix, Hulu streaming type service. Um, I do believe Disney Plus is supposed to launch in November. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Anyways, I'm really excited about it. Not because I love watching old like Disney shows and Disney princess movies, but because they're gonna have a lot more than just what you think of when you think of Disney. Yes. So the one cool thing, if you do just love classic vintage Disney, apparently I read they have this thing called the Disney Vault. Yes. And so literally every single Disney movie or show that you may not have seen or had access to in a really long time is gonna be on Disney Plus. Yep. So if you're a big Disney fan, big Disney fan, there's there's your first thing. Number two, I am a huge. I know you are as well. A huge. Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. So they're not they're going to have like all the Star Wars episodes and then I'll let you talk a little bit about the new Star Wars show that we're both excited oh, about. Oh yes, uh The Mandalorian. Yes, yes. Um this is going to be a um from what I understand, it's it it's just going to be a, it's a live action show. Um it is either produced or directed or written by John Favreau mm-hmm. um who <laughs> wrote and directed the first Iron Man movie. Um, he actually directed Elf. Um, that might not be a good credential for Star Wars. But, um... Hey, it's probably funny then. It's really... Yeah. So, he has a great sense of humor. He's a good director. Um, I'm really excited. Apparently, I... It, the test audience loved it. Uh, the, I think they saw the first episode or, like, a clip, like a 15-minute clip or something. Um... And if you can fall in love with a show within 15 minutes of a clip... That's very true. Then it has to be good. Because, like, true. how many shows have you watched in the first 15 minutes are just like... Oh, so eh, slow. You yeah. don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this has to be something special. I'm really excited about it. I feel like it might be the next show 
that people are talking about. Sure. You know, I, um, so. I don't think it's gonna. I, I'm not saying it's gonna be as big as like Game of Thrones or something like that. But I think it can be as big as like the Netflix shows or the Hulu shows that people talk about, the Amazon Prime shows that people talk about. Um, so you heard it here first, Aaron Weiss hot take: The Mandalorian will be bigger and better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's true. That's what I said. <laughs> Hear me talk about uh, Game of Thrones later in the episode. Um, I will roast it. Just Ooh. kidding. It's not really a roast. I think I'm just talking about a special little mishap that happened in the last episode. Ooh, hint, hint. Ooh. 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 So yeah, so let me introduce you some more. If you don't if you're not a Star Wars fan, if you're not a, a huge Disney fan, well guess what? I'm sure you're a Marvel fan. Because what? they're gonna have all the Marvel movies. And so, you know, I saw that the other day there's twenty two Marvel movies, including the newest one in game that just came out. Yep. And they're gonna have a special thing where you can buy all 22 movies and I don't know how much you think that's gonna how much you think that's gonna cost probably three hundred dollars yeah. right yeah why would you buy that when you can just pay six seven dollars a month yeah and then watch all 22 movies I mean think about it be smarter right so yeah so then you've got Marvel and then you've also got a little bit of Fox Entertainment I know they are gonna have every single episode of The Simpsons on there oh, thank God and they're gonna have just many many other things so it's not just like when I first when I first heard Disney Plus, I was like, oh gosh, a bunch of little kid shows. No, it is gonna be honestly. I I think Disney is gonna outdo Netflix and Hulu eventually because I mean already they're they bought out Fox. They've been outdoing everyone, buying everyone. So I'm really excited about Disney Plus. I'm probably gonna buy it. Um, oh, I'm definitely gonna get it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get it for sure. That means I'm gonna have Disney Plus, Hulu, and Netflix and Amazon Prime. So I'm honestly probably going to need to save some money there and probably get rid of one of those four. Yeah. So Aaron, let me ask you, if you had the choice of getting rid of one of those four, which would it be? So we actually had this discussion pre-show. Yes, um, we did. And initially I said I would get rid of Hulu, and that's because of the commercials. However, there are some great older shows. Uh, there's a lot of great cartoons. Um I don't really like any of the Hulu originals that I've watched. Yeah, um, I'll say, like, I know this is an unpopular opinion. I like Hulu better than Netflix, yeah. but I think Hulu has better, like, sitcoms and TV shows. Yeah. But Netflix has better movies and originals. Yeah. But for me, like, honestly, I, I'm not a, a huge movie guy, so I just like to, like, watch, like, things like Seinfeld and stuff like yeah. that. So, like, so I, I love Hulu. So I, I may be getting rid of Netflix. Who knows? I know that's, like, a Hulu. Do you have Spotify? I do. So we have the student thing where we, we just pay for Spotify and then we get Hulu since we're students. So yeah, why would you get... Exactly. Oh wait, you have it. Yeah, never mind. I was thinking, why would you get rid of Netflix? Yeah. But yeah, I get it now. <laughs> um, I actually get Netflix for free through T-Mobile. Nice. Um, and then I have this the student deal with Hulu. Um, and then... I'm somehow piggybacked on my dad's Amazon Prime. That I'm also piggybacked off my mom, so it's um, So, the only thing that I pay for is YouTube TV, which I don't use much out, out of football season. Um, I watch soccer on it. Let me ask you this. How much is YouTube a month? So, it actually just raised price. Um, or it is raising price. Uh, I split. We split it six ways, but it's 50 bucks a month. It's not terrible. And then divided by six, so it's not bad at all. A little under ten. Yeah, about eight bucks. Eight bucks, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh, I love it for the DVR and the um, 
on demand. I I watch a lot of things <laughs> on demand. Um, but like during the school year, I don't have time to keep up with new shows really. So like during the spring and or during the the summer, I uh, kind of binge all those shows. So like when all of the DC shows from um, the CW come out mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the month and early and into June, I will be watching all of them probably within two or three weeks. So you're going to be glued to the couch. I will be. Interesting. It's going to be glorious. Well, um, we're going to take a little break here. Um, I'm going to kick out Nathan and bring in Rebecca. Nathan, thank you so much for filling in. Absolutely. I love being the backup to the backup to the backup. Yeah. um, (laughs) You know, honestly, you could be on here more if you want. Hey, I, I would love to. And also, it's just kind of crazy. I didn't expect you to be home today, so this is great. It's God's plan. It is God's plan. Uh, Listen to this great transition song. Um, It's the remix of the Jeopardy theme by Anders Inger Jensen. Sounds very Norwegian. It's Banana Land. Welcome back. We have exchanged Nathan for one of my best friends, Rebecca Esquite. It's good to have you. It's good to be here. I've been it, been trying to get you on the show for a while now, and I know, man. it's finally happened. I know. It actually um, was kind of funny because I overheard you one time asking Jalen to be on your show, <laughs> and slightly offendedly felt, why haven't you asked me? But then I was never available, so yeah. here we finally are. I'm glad I finally have the opportunity to be on the wise cast. I am very excited about yes. this. Um, I've been wanting to bring in more people uh, for a while, but the cast is just now getting off the ground, I'd say. We're finally hitting our stride, and so now it makes sense to actually have different folks in. For sure. And so uh, we're going to go into our highlights. You just heard Jalen's highlight for the week, um, and as well as the articles. So uh, Rebecca, if you want to start with your highlights... Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, so um, I, uh, I, so I was listening. I was telling uh, you just a little bit earlier mm-hmm. uh, about sports, and I don't have a lot to say about sports. Uh, hearing from what you and Jalen talked about last week, I was completely lost. Yeah, but it's okay. I do have other things that I felt like I can contribute. Although I did want to just touch a little bit on sports okay. from my perspective, real quick. Um, sports, as I understand it, which I don't really. Um, I always relate it to music. So mm-hmm. for all the sports um, enthusiasts out there that get it but don't get it, I just want to say I feel you, and I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, my boyfriend, Nehemiah, you know him pretty yep. well, um, he loves sports, and I have had to watch sports with him a few times. So I actually made a survival guide for the girlfriend of a guy who dates, or not <laughs> dates, but a girl who dates a guy that loves sports. And just a few quick highlights from my perspective of things that are interesting about sports that actually don't have anything to do with sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, number one, and not to be that typical girl, but I gotta say, as someone who's a fashion enthusiast, 
the uniforms are dope sometimes. They really are. Yeah. Um, and not that I cheer for any team that has a dope uniform, but sometimes I'm watching, I'm like, man, that's a sick color. You mm-hmm. know? I think it was, I don't actually know what team. I think the Steelers, maybe? Yeah. Have a, is it they all black, maybe? Yeah, they're black. Sick. Just mm-hmm. looks really clean. Um, love that. I also feel like the way that plays run, specifically in football, Yeah. a lot of times are like an orchestra. Okay. Yeah. So follow me a little bit. I will. Um, follow me into the dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always kind of think of an orchestra. They have a bunch of different people that are doing different things, but overall they want to accomplish the same goal, right? Mm-hmm. Same with football. Bunch of people doing different things, but want to accomplish goal, which is to win the game mm-hmm. or score points, which ultimately will lead you to win the game. Um, and you can have a play, right? Right. So let's say, hey, do this play. Same thing. Play this chord. Play this melody. Play okay. this arpeggio. Whatever. Um, but it's not always going to come out the same. That's why we have like all these different songs. And maybe I'm the only one who's ever thought this, but sometimes I have thought, are we going to run out of songs to write? Wow. You know? But I don't think so anytime soon. Right. You yeah. Know? Just like, are we going to watch run out of any games to watch? Probably not. Probably not. So there's a few things there with uh, sports that I thought were interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Yeah. And so that's my sports highlight for and- the week. As someone with a sports and music background, I I actually really like that comparison. Yeah, it's Um, the only way that I can really get through a game. I grew up playing football, and so, like, I can definitely see, like, an orchestra has different sections of instruments, and then football also has different sections of players, so, like, um, there's the offensive line who defends the the people making the play, and then there's the defensive line which mm-hmm. is on the more up on the attack right towards and then there's of course like quarterback and wide receivers and yeah. all those and so it's just really it's a really interesting perspective that I've never actually thought about and yeah. I really appreciate that I might have to like expand that a little bit I was thinking mm-hmm. about that when I was literally after I just sat down yeah um <laughs> but also if you think about it you know you have like first string and second string players and you right. also have like first chair second chair violinists or that's whatever. true so similar concept. It is. You know, it's crazy. Maybe the guy that invented football was an orchestra dude. He might have been like a conductor mm-hmm. who was like, "Let me give this thing a try." I want to hit some people. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> Let me get some things off my chest. Yeah, you don't really get a chance to do that in orchestra. Not really, because then you break really expensive equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have insurance. You probably should have insurance. I don't think everybody does. Yeah, especially if you have a uh, Stradivarius. Ooh. Yeah, I know violins. Yeah, so that actually, <laughs> I'm going a little bit off script for my highlight, and I'll come back real quick. Okay. But this conversation about um, orchestras reminds me a little bit about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I do nerd out about. Yes, um, great show. The the oboist, I think it was, <laughs> yeah. he was like he, um, I think he stages his like a, a robbery in his apartment because uh-huh. they don't make any money. You yeah, it's just really funny uh, to think about. And you know what? I hope that people do make money out there that are classical musicians because mm-hmm. they are really talented. But I don't know if they do. Nobody listens to classical music anymore. I'm almost pretty sure that Yo Yo Ma makes money. Oh God, of course he does. Yeah. His name is Yo Yo Ma. He sounds like a rapper. He really does. <laughs> Honestly, when I first heard of him, probably in elementary school, um, I did think that he was a rapper. Yeah. And then I quickly realized that I was very wrong. Do you remember when he was on Arthur? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Shout out to my childhood. <laughs> Shout out to PBS for having Yo-Yo Ma on right, Arthur. Right, really educating us. Yes. I hope that they still continue to do that for the kids of this age. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, first highlight. The second highlight, um, 
so we were talking a little bit earlier about what your highlights were, mm-hmm. um, kind of just comparing notes. You mentioned Game of Thrones. I know you don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't. Um, I don't know if Jacob or Jalen watch Game of Thrones. I don't. I think, think Jalen Jalen wants to get into it. Okay. Jacob is kind know. of against it. Okay. I think yeah. I've heard that. I wasn't sure. So I don't want to. Um, it's hard to talk about something without spoiling it. Right. And I, I don't care. Right. But Listeners might care. I don't know. Right. And I, I'm a very strict no spoilers household mm-hmm. um, of my own. You know, when I claim my taxes, it's just me. So it's yeah. just me, but I'm very strictly against it. Yes, I am um, too. But so what I will say about Game of Thrones is that we have two episodes left. Wow. And it's insane. And I can't believe it. So, I again, I don't want to get into a lot of um, spoilers because some people might still want to get into it like Jake, uh, Jacob Jalen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of territory out there and a lot of politics. But um, just for all, any listeners who might be in it or maybe who can relate to this circumstance that I find myself in, is that I'm having a slight existential crisis. Mm. Um, and I do want to note that I know I'm dramatic. So yeah. <laughs> everyone can just chill out. It's going to be fine in like an hour. But I do sometimes get really sad thinking about this is the end of like a 10 plus year saga for mm-hmm. many people who started reading the books um, and then, you know, went over into the show when that came out. And mm-hmm. you know, the show is way past the books now. So none of us really know what's going to happen in the end. It's true. Um, you know, you don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know if George R.R. R. Martin knows. I'd be insane if he didn't. <laughs> they probably had to consult him in some way. Yeah. But I've listened to some uh, interviews with him, and he really doesn't even know a lot of stuff. So sometimes I'm not sure about him. I worry about him sometimes. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's just kind of crazy to think about. We have two more shows left to see how Westeros fares, and sometimes it's kind of... Um, Sometimes it's kind of sad. It's, it's difficult to think about, but uh, I'm going to hold all my um, detailed notes mm-hmm. for later. Again, no spoilers. But it's just something that I reflect upon um, from time to time, and I'm not sure if we'll ever get the end of the books, but here we go at the end of the show, and it's really, truly an end of an era. Um, and if you haven't already jumped on the bandwagon, I suggest it. If you've been against the shows, just start off with the books. They're really, really good, and they're well-written. So that's my second highlight that I just wanted to dip into. I'm really glad, actually, that you clarified that you were a fan before the yes. show. And part of the reason why I haven't gotten into the show is because I didn't want to feel... Uh, I, I would If I got into the show this late, I would feel like a poser for two reasons. Mm. One, I'm getting in on the end of a train... Um, like you know, a few few yeah. stops. Everybody watches Game of Thrones yeah. now. Yeah, I get you. Before the last stop, and two, um, there was such a cult following before the show, and honestly, it didn't. I don't think it got this big before like the second or third season. Like it wasn't big until no. like the last few years. Yeah, the recent. It's been the last like two or three years mm-hmm. maybe that it's gotten really big, um, and I say that with. I say that saying that there was probably, a le- I think, a year at least of a gap between the last season and mm-hmm. this year. Um, it wasn't definitely not a show that came out every year. Right. So, and same thing with the books. <laughs> right. It's taken like nine years between books. So, they're, they're definitely, I think it's been, been more so in the last right. few years that it's gained a lot of popularity. Um, which is kind of, you know, it, it could have, it's nice in a way, but it's also kind of, yeah. Weird to think about sometimes. Um, part of me does wish that it became a little popular earlier because mm-hmm. then it would have had a bigger CGI budget. Hashtag we would have had ghosts in more episodes. Man. Who, if you don't know who that is, he's one of the dire wolves. 
that belongs to the stork children. Mm-hmm. And um, I did actually have a plant that was named after one of the dire wolves, Nymeria. <laughs> she died, <laughs> which no. I will say the spoiler that we don't know if Nymeria is alive. The show never really clarified, at least not that I can remember. But but yeah, that's, that's kind of why I'm not into it. Uh, I think I could probably get into it in the next like few years after like kind of the yeah, hype has died down time. yeah um that's kind of what i did with breaking bad yeah yeah, yeah. and lost I did the same with breaking bad actually and you know the other used to be biggest shows they all yeah people yeah. like like to be in and mm-hmm. i mean who doesn't like to be in um but i actually do have a few friends who read the books and never could bring themselves to watch the show hmm. so that's interesting yeah yeah yeah. so there are a few people out there that i um, i guess they consider themselves purists which is totally fine do what mm-hmm. you do what you do but homegirl over here has got to know what's happening yeah um so i guess i'm not a purist which is fine with me <laughs> but yeah there's a lot of uh, a few friends that i have that have never watched the show so they huh. still don't know what's going on as far they're as they're just waiting for the they're book they're just waiting who I, I don't really think we'll ever get I think I I have a interesting perspective um, that if there are four books, five books, five books, there are five books, and it's in its eighth season, correct? Yes. Do they follow each book for the first five seasons? They do follow them pretty well. I forget. Definitely by the this season for sure, and last season for sure. I think the seventh and sixth seasons were like here and there um if i can remember correctly um the first two or three seasons follows it like basically by the book um and then it kind of goes off a little bit so if there were to be let's just say a sixth book a final book right it would be a novelization of the last three or two and a half seasons It, it could very well be um and and it is kind of crazy there's a lot of magic that's involved mm-hmm. in the in the world of Game of Thrones that the show hasn't really expanded upon because it is something of an invention of the writer, um, mm-hmm. and so things like that I feel like leaves the, leaves the viewer and the audience with a lot of questions that we might never never really get. You mm-hmm. know, um, how you know how, where do the white workers come from? Like, what do they do? Are they still alive? Like, can they come back after they've been killed? Like mm-hmm. questions like that. You know, what does the Third Eye Raven do? Things that viewers probably have asked themselves that we probably never will know. So even I think if we had a novelization of the last few seasons, I think it probably still wouldn't answer all that because yeah, it would unless it was a big ass book. Yeah, <laughs> um, it would be hard to cover. Well, all they're that. all really big. They are big. They would be bigger than big. <laughs> what are they? Like a thousand pages each uh, or more? Probably more than that. I don't know. I don't. They're pretty big. Though. I know that they're thick. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're all like this. T-H-I-C-C. Yep. Thick. And you can't see this, viewers, but it. Yeah, thick. there's a few inches between the yeah. thumb and the index finger <laughs> there that we're uh, doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Game of Thrones, um, for sure, is another highlight of mine. And probably, um, I mean, I, have, I guess I could just keep talking about things that I like, but I'm going to quickly brush over the Met Gala. Um, okay. Floored, loves, amazing. Um, they explored the topic of camp, which for viewers that don't know just means... Um, like something outrageous and basically the uglier the better it's kind of like the celebration of like the grotesque and um, things that typically people would be turned off to but also it's what does your imagination say mm-hmm. what is your fantasy like what could you be if you put all and these other for the you? listeners that don't know what the Met Gala yeah so it is a um, I mean 
to put it in general terms, mm-hmm. um, it's the Met is a Metropolitan Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. In um, that's in New York, and they always do a fundraiser, which is a little gala, mm-hmm. and it's over the years become known for its fashion ensembles that celebrities wear by different okay. um, fashion designers. So um, so there, it is probably more so of an art show than it is just like a fashion show because a lot of it take, like a lot of the, uh, I guess the coverage does take place on the red carpet. Um, so they like to talk about like what, what was the theme and what did people wear and how do they stick to it. Um, and for people that don't know, um, this year at camp, that idea it, it's not about the outdoors because you're talking to a girl who does not like the outdoors. <laughs> um, I'm bougie as crap. Um, but uh, so camp, again, this is idea of just how bizarre things can be. And mm-hmm. it did actually originate from, from what I understand, and I don't know much about this. Uh, so I've you know, done a little research, but uh, it actually did originate from like the like a queer underground, like drag queens and stuff. Okay. You know, they would just do over the top stuff that didn't, really makes sense it looks kind of ugly yeah um but you if you know have you ever um looked at like a fashion show and like thought like who would ever wear that yes you know like haven't we all thought that probably like 90 yeah like no one's gonna wear that outside and you know nobody really has unless Mm -hmm. you go to the met gala Mm -hmm. um but again it's really more so of an art show than Mm -hmm. it is anything else um so again this year was camp some people got it right. Some people got it wrong. There's a lot of controversy out there. Um, mm. For example, Katy Perry went as a chandelier. Kind of missed the mark a little bit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, come on. Sia did it better. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like... I don't, I don't think I saw a picture of Katy Perry, but in my head, that's just like a very, like... It is a very Katy Perry picture. Very Katy Perry. I very, know. like, beautiful, ornate. Here it is. Literally a chandelier. Viewers, I know you can't see this, but basically her body is, like... A tutu of the chandelier, and on yeah. top of her head is like the little thing that goes up on the roof. That's not what I, you know, imagined in my head. Shouts out to Katie though; she is kind of crazy in a good mm-hmm. way. You know, American Idol judge, um, who actually has a lot of insightful stuff to say. Um, I did stop watching American Idol. I actually got back into it this season. I don't oh know if gosh. I told you that, but I, I got know, yeah. I started watching it. Yeah, have American Idol app and everything, <laughs> but, but I stopped watching because they um they've gotten rid of two people that I really liked. But my favorite Alejandro's still on there, so I will continue to vote for him. But I really can't watch the show until after mm. everything is done. So. Well. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Is that your? Is that all your highlights or? Um, I also have some stuff on the etymology of the word nerd. Oh, okay. Um, that I thought was interesting. I I am actually <laughs> secretly very into etymology. Okay, yes. yes. So, um, viewers and listeners, um, I guess nobody's really viewing unless they're just looking at their screen while they listen. They could. Um, but listeners out there, etymology is just a study of or origins of words. Um, and so I was interested thinking about being on Wisecast. I know mm-hmm. you guys talk a lot about nerd culture and just maybe just like, um, you know, I don't know, hot topics, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I was asking myself, self, what does nerd mean? So I looked it up. Because mm-hmm. you can do that online. You can That's find true. out anything in the whole entire history of life, basically. So nerd, um, from what I understood in my like five minutes of research, mm-hmm. um, it actually first appeared in Dr. Seuss's If I Ran the Zoo, published in 1915. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, when did it ever come about? So it was one of those weird Dr. Seuss words that was like, nifter, nifter, nerd. And he just kind of put it out there. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people use it interchangeably with the word nert, which was also interchangeable for nuts. It's like a nutcase, so basically okay. someone that was crazy or like weird. And then, of course, that kind of just stuck to a certain group of people mm -hmm. that, you know, we get the stereotype of suspenders and thick glasses. You know, they're a nut. They're a nerd. They're a nerd. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, it started becoming used in different academic papers to, like, study the origin of it. And in the 60s and the 70s, the show Happy Days used it a lot and referenced the word a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And by this point the term nerd as we understand it, you know, this group of geeks or whatever, um, was more widely understood globally, internationally. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of like a little bit of where it comes from. But of course, you know, the great thing about being an independent country is mm -hmm. that we can take backwards to mean whatever we want it to mean. So of mm -hmm. course now we have like nerd pride, and nerd culture, and even that commercial, you know, call the nerds. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing now. So it's it exciting is. to have things that celebrate it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how it used to be a, I don't want to say derogatory term. In a way, it was kind in, of in like a way, shameful, yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, you're such a nerd, you're, yeah. you like make good grades and like are really into like you technology and, and like comics and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but now, um, it's such, it's really permeated pop culture. Yeah. Um, and like... I don't know very many people who aren't into something that used to be classified as nerdy. Right. So, like, for example, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a lot of people really like those movies um, that you wouldn't think of as nerdy. Or um, Game of Thrones. Right, yeah, there's um, so many things. Yeah. And it's just really cool to see how that marriage of nerd culture and pop culture has happened. And I'm not exactly sure when it started happening, but in my mind, it makes sense for the 80s. Yeah, um, there's a lot of those. I mean, you even think about shows like Stranger Things that kind of like highlight, you know, the you know, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. Like the kids are playing that, you know, like yeah. that. It seems like that became more relevant. Yeah. You know, like people kind of embraced the nerdy side mm -hmm. of things a little bit. And so it's just, it's really cool to see that... Um, it's such a it's such a it's such a barrier breaker between people now like um people are genuinely interested when i say that i'm like really into um like the comics or the story or the backstory of marvel mm -hmm. and they're just like kind of into the movie so they like want to know about it and so i just like kind of tell them yeah for sure yeah mm -hmm. so it, yeah it's really cool to see those those types of barriers fall and like people yeah. who become more connected through pop culture right representation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right give us your highlights so my highlights and i was talking about uh i was talking we were just talking about game of thrones yes. and <laughs> this last episode actually had a pretty big uh mistake slash mishap and it people on the internet were saying that it breaks the immersion I really don't think it's that big of a deal, but at the same time, it's just really funny. So mm -hmm. <laughs> apparently someone on set, uh, one of the actors or actresses, uh, or even one of the crew, I don't want to blame just the stars, right, who knows? Um, left a uh, Starbucks coffee cup out on the table uh, and it got into the final cut. So 
you got to think about how many layers this went through. This went through probably multiple takes. Mm-hmm. Um, it went through editing. How did they not see yeah. it, man? And it went through pre-screening. And it's just like, how did all of these people miss it? Although, if you are... I mean, yes. It definitely, I ask myself the same questions. But if mm-hmm. you look at the actual f- still of it... And yeah. You know, these last few episodes of Game of Thrones... For those of you guys who haven't been watching or um, been keeping up, they've been lit very dimly. Mm-hmm. So it's, specifically the battle, one. <laughs> the battle one. We had heard mm-hmm. so much critique about that, and you know the cinematographer defended it by saying, you know, your TV's not synced the right way. You know, you gotta fix your settings. Which, not disrespecting him at all, but most of Americans, maybe even not just Americans, but people around the world who use TVs, they don't do that. They don't adjust the TV. You know, man. Yeah. So, I think this, although I think they did, they did have a different director um, this for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of goes to show, like, I think the the lighting kind of you know kind of got them this time around yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just think that was really funny. Yeah. As someone who is, one second. <coughs> Bless you. He didn't, you. he didn't sneeze, but I just... We don't have anything to say to people when they cough. That's true. We need to come up with a word. Yeah. But as as someone who hasn't really kept up with Game of Thrones except through Twitter, I just think that was a funny mishap. It was funny. And also the fact that a lot of things happened last episode, mm-hmm. and the thing that people talked about most was the Starbucks cup. Yep. So there you have it. <laughs> the internet. It's a beautiful thing. It's also a scary place. Sometimes. It is. <laughs> um, my next highlight is... Uh, a few days ago, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer was released, Ooh. and that is the next movie in the MCU, and it is actually the final movie of Phase 3 oh, of wow. the MCU. Did not know that. Um, yeah, everyone thought Endgame was going to be, and I'm included in that. It's called Endgame. It is so, called Endgame. you know, we, with reason, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but uh, the trailer has massive spoilers for Endgame if you haven't seen in game, I recommend watching that before you see the trailer. Mm. Um, and Rebecca, you're not into the MCU really. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I never. I blame Thor only because that was one of the first movies that came out. I think. Mm-hmm. And I always fell asleep every time I tried to watch it. Oh, After man. that, I just couldn't keep up. So yeah. yeah, I'm not that into it. But it, it is fascinating. It's fine. The the first couple Thor movies were not the best. They were rough, you know. Mm-hmm. They. I think Marvel really hit their stride in the last like three years. Yeah, They've that's just what I heard. Such good ones. Yeah. Um, but I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. He's my favorite Marvel character. Um, I could easily agree with that. Yeah. I I really love Batman as well, but it, it's hard to pick me an overall favorite superhero character mm-hmm. um, between Batman and Spider-Man because I grew up with them both. Um, but speaking of Spider-Man, I actually just beat his newest video game Ooh. on PlayStation. Um since we're now in kind of a break um, from our jobs, we're both campus ministers, um, so yep. we have a lot of time in the summer. Um, I take the summer to play single-player games and, uh, well, amongst other things, like actually working. It's but a lie. He just plays games. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him fool you. <laughs> Don't let me fool you. I'm actually really lazy. No. Um, it's called resting yeah. after a very busy year. Yes. Um, working nonstop for like 10 months 
is just insane. Yeah. So got to take the time to rest. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the ways I unwind is playing video games, and I really love uh, single-player games, and I hadn't got around to playing Spider-Man, so I played it, and it was so much fun. And now I'm playing uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order. It came out about five years ago, and I've been wanting to play it ever since. I just haven't. Yeah. Um, I also watched a movie the other day. What movie was that? It's called Body of Lies. Huh. Uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio and Ooh. Russell Crowe. Oh. Um, okay, I really have mixed feelings about Russell Crowe. Really? Yes. Um, I think he's a phenomenal actor. Mm -hmm. He did have a few movies that were like, mm, what are you doing? You know, he kind of like... But then he came back a little bit when he... Like State of Play. Have you seen State of Play? I haven't seen that. The movie's terrible. Okay, that's probably... But I heard that... He, Slash, I've seen in a few... Okay, so we all know, like, um, uh, The Beautiful Minds. You know, and then he was randomly in... Randomly to me in Les Mis. Mm -hmm. um, and he was singing. And yeah. some people didn't like his voice. But his uh, acting was great. And yes. I actually kind of liked his voice for his I did character. Too. For his character fit. And that's mm -hmm. the thing that people have to remember about musicals is that it's not about having this exceptional like R&B voice it's about fitting the character that yes. you're playing so I thought he did phenomenal there um, but he did have a few sh um, not shows but movies that he was in that I thought were not up to par from mm -hmm. what he's shown us earlier um, I hope he kind of comes around but you know you were telling me about this movie how was he in it um, he was he was good in it um, it's kind of a dick Dang. Um, <laughs> that's tough yeah so Body of Lies is about CIA operations in the Middle East um, cool. around the time of the recession, actually. Yeah. They actually don't talk about it. About the recession? Yeah, or, but it takes... they just, like, it's set in the re during yeah. the recession. Gotcha. So it's, like, you know, a few years after the war on terror started. Yeah. Um, But Russell Crowe is this, like, desk jockey for the CIA, and mm. he's, like, a, kind of like a, I guess, like a handler... I don't know what. Oh you're... yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. Uh, it's crazy to think of how many different operations mm -hmm. and tiers there are within. Yeah. Like something like CIA, FBI. Like people only think about like investigators, but there's obviously so many different yeah. aspects to it. So he is like over Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, okay. And um. So Leonardo DiCaprio. His whole task for the whole movie is he is setting up a fake terrorist organization hmm. um, in order to take down this uh, this high-ranking terrorist within Al Qaeda. Dang, unnamed. Um, or just like, like kind of a made-up name. Yeah, I think okay. it's a made-up name. Um, but it's really interesting, and that's why it's called Body of Lies, is because he's making fabricating. Things. Yeah, he's, yeah, okay, um, fascinating. And it takes place within a few different countries, I think, because you know um, those those terrorist uh, organizations aren't centralized, really. Mm -hmm. They take a few different countries, so it's interesting. It was kind of slow at times, um, but I enjoyed it. I will say that I think there are better, like, terrorist movies out there. Um, or, like, CIA movies. Yeah, something with an um, investigative. I don't know if you've ever seen The Kingdom. Uh, 
I haven't actually. Who's in that? I uh, wait. Jamie Foxx and. Is that Orlando Bloom? Or am I thinking of something else? That's Black Hawk Down. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a big crush on him, so like maybe I just thought he was in every movie. Yeah. Um <laughs> Hashtag Legolas. Yeah, oh man. Mm-hmm. I, I I had a friend crush on him. I wanted to be his friend. <laughs> the Elven Years, man. Yeah. Well not for me. It was more like a <laughs> yeah, dude, you're sorry. really cool, you took down a bunch of orcs. And he never like has to sink into the snow, he just kinda of floats above it. Yeah, I don't crazy. I don't completely understand that, but maybe they talk about it more in the books. Um, but Body of Lies is pretty good. I recommend watching it. Um, I would wait to see if it's on like a streaming service. I happen to own the DVD. Oh. Um, there was a few summers ago when I um, was just really into buying like movies. So I would go to Best Buy or Walmart every paycheck and just, just buy movies. Go that through I... the bin or what? Not necessarily. <laughs> oh, kind of. Yeah. This was like one of the. The two movie packs. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So it yeah. was Body of Lies and Blood Diamond. I love Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond's so good. So good. Yes. And honestly, the reason that I bought Body of Lies, or I got it, I got it mostly for Blood Diamond. And I was like, oh, Body of Lies. It's that, that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio where he's mm-hmm. uh, undercover with the with the police. Mm-hmm. That's actually The Departed. So I got Body of Lies and The Departed mixed up. So close, though. Yeah. So close. Um, but it ended up being a pretty good movie. The Departed is actually one of my favorite movies. I have seen it, but it's been a while, so I'll yeah. have to. It's a really long movie. And it's on Netflix if you ever I might get have three to do hours. It. I mean, I'll be in a car for like 15 hours and then 12 hours next week. So yeah, you, see if you can might download need to it. download it. <laughs> um, oh, next. Me and Caleb and Megan mm-hmm. finished watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. Um, we took that upon us to watch this semester, and we finally did the night wow. before graduation finished. Um, it's funny, uh, Megan's family was in town for graduation, for her graduation, and she was telling her parents that we were going to be watching a TV show. Just She just said a TV show. Um and her mom, for some reason, was under the impression that we watched the same episode every week. Oh my gosh, uh, that's so funny. I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah, we thought it was hilarious. And like, yeah, we just gather. We just like, can't get enough of that one episode. Yeah, we've been watching the same episode every week all semester. Honestly, I would be a little afraid if yeah. that was what you guys were doing. I, I kind of would be too. Mm-hmm. Um, but after starring or finishing Avatar The Last Airbender, I started um its uh sequel series uh the legend of Korra, and okay. that's really good as well um i wouldn't say it's as well written as avatar I th- avatar to me has the best character redemption arc of mm. all time in it and there's nothing that huge in legend of Korra, um but it's still good in its own right and fun to watch um and yes they're both technically kid shows but aren't we all kids at heart we're all kids at heart and they actually have a lot of like mature themes like so i definitely don't always feel like i'm watching a kid show there are i mean there are jokes kind of for kids in it but there's also like you you could watch it as an adult and get something out of it it's just like juicy juice 100 (laughs) percent juice for 100 percent kids but also 
You can watch 100% show. I don't know where I was going with that. Was <laughs> it is just to, like Juicy You know Juice. what I'm saying? I hope everyone caught that, but maybe it, it didn't make sense outside of my head. It happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm going to go into 20 questions. Okay. And did you actually pick out a movie? I did pick out a movie. Okay, cool. Um, and I wasn't sure. You're just going to ask me questions about it, right? No, um, you're going to... Yes, I am, and you're going to say yes or no. Okay, okay. Let me. Uh, I, I pulled it up just in case there's anything that I need to verify. So I'm going through my Google tabs because I'm one of those people that different, <laughs> never closes tabs, and I know it's very annoying to people, but I'm just going to open a new one and then have to close that later again. Okay. So you're asking me 20 questions, and I'm just saying yes or no about the yes. movie, correct? Yes. And okay. um, so our typical bet, it started out as a slap bet, <laughs> and then it, it's evolved nice. since um, Jacob got tired of losing. And um, so, actually, with when Jalen first started being on the podcast, we changed it into a um, a beer bet. So, like, whoever loses buys the winner a beer. Nice. So... And I think eventually it'll change. Jacob and I talked about um, whoever loses has to edit the podcast. So basically just kind of like giving them the grunt of yeah. whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. But Cool. All right. Well, I have a movie picked out, so okay. feel free to ask any questions. Um, and I, I'll just, do I just verbally say yes or no? Yes. Perfect. Okay. I'm ready. Um, was this movie released before January 1st, 2010? Yes. Was this movie released before January 1st, 2000? No. Okay. Uh, was this movie released before January 1st, 2005? Before? Before. Yes. Okay, so I have the era. Mm-hmm. 2000 to 2005. Um... Was this a summer blockbuster? Ooh, um, I do not think so. Okay. Not that I remember. <laughs> I would classify between May and July as summer blockbuster. Okay, then no. Um, was this movie or a nominated for any awards? Ooh, um, la 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 like, la. Like. Like Academy Awards, not... Yeah. I feel like everything's nominated for... No, that's totally accurate. Um, let me see... Oh, wait. I accidentally put quotes instead of awards. Let me verify that real quick, because I don't want to mislead you. Let's check it out. Um, la, 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 la. I do not think it was, but it might have had an obscure nomination. Oh, okay. Let me just verify. Oh, wait. No, it was. Um, well, obscure. Okay, but, okay. That won't help. Um, was mm -hmm. this movie... Or, is this movie a comedy? No. It is not. Is it more of a drama? It is more of a drama. Okay. But there, there's probably some funny parts there, in it. There, you know, there are some yeah. comic relief. Comedic reliefs, yeah. Um... I'm going to go on ahead and... Is this live action? Um, it's not a cartoon. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, 
Is the main character male? The main character is a male. Okay. Is he white? He is white. Okay. Um, is the director, like, known for this movie? Um, I, I'm trying to think if there's any other movie that he's known for more. Um, I think this is probably his most popular movie. Okay. Yeah, his most popular one. Okay, is the... Wait, what, are you, what number are you on? I'm um, we're on 11? Yes, okay. Yes, okay. We'll be on number 11. Um, is the main character older? Like, you know, above, noticeably above 50 or 60? No, not okay. noticeably above, no. Um... Is is there a uh, uh, like a best friend side character? Uh, there is not a best friend side character that I at least not like a main one that shows up as a centralized through the movie that I can remember. Okay. Oh, does this movie have an ensemble cast? What does that mean? I'm sorry. Like, you know, a few stars. It's mainly two stars. Okay. Um, so not like a big... No, I, wouldn't okay. say, I would not say ensemble. Um, I think this is 14. Are you on 14 as well? 14 yeah, questions? So. Okay. Um, Six more I, questions. I get a hint at 15. Okay. Um, I have not forgotten. Oh, is the main actor known for this movie? He is known for this movie, but this is not his most popular movie. Okay. He's had bigger movies in the past. Okay. All right. It is hint time. All right. So, and it can just be whatever hint I want, right? Yeah. Okay. So, this movie is set in the Northeast, and they reference... Uh, specifically a city in Long Island called Montauk. Okay. That should be a pretty good hint if you've seen this movie. Okay. Northeast. Characters not older. You got five more questions. Yep. Oh, is the... Is the... Supporting character um, female yes okay four more questions four more questions I am you're actually asking really good questions yeah I would be really bad at asking questions and... I'd be like are you sure it's not a dog <laughs> I would just ask whatever it is yeah. over and over again four more questions male female mm -hmm. oh man if I could get the year that would really help you're, we've got it pretty zoned in. I do, but I don't... You don't have the exact year. I don't. Um, oh my gosh, I'm squeezing it. 
What else you got, man? It takes place. Oh, dang it! That takes place in New Jersey, and I think it's more of a. Well, comedy. which one are you thinking about? I was thinking Garden State. Oh. But it's literally the nickname of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it's a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> From um, around that era too, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not that. Is the main actor, or are the main characters slash actors known for dramatic roles? One of them is, one of them is not. Okay. Um, who is popular in this era? Are you thinking about actors? Yeah. Ooh. I will say... Hmm... Oh, yeah, you got three more clues. I just looked up the cast because I know some of them that I was in. I forgot that one person was in this movie, actually. Um, I would say specifically the main character, the actor, uh-huh. is not known for dramatic roles. Okay. But most of the other ones are. Oh, I think I know what this is. Uh-huh, you should know. I've given you two clues, technically, but it's okay. Um. All right. Is the supporting actress Kate Winslet? Yes. Okay. Is the main actor Jim Carrey? Yes. Is this Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless it Mind? It is. So I was actually originally going to, like, before I before you even um, said one is, one isn't, mm-hmm. I was thinking, I bet the supporting actress is Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, man. Yeah. She was big in that time. She was. Um, <laughs> she was. And I actually... Believe it or not, I haven't seen it. All right. It's kind of sad, but it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, I, I know you really like it. And I think the first it's time... It's a great soundtrack, too. So. I don't know if it was the first time I heard about it. Or the first time I remember hearing somebody watch it was um, probably the first year that Point was down here. And Kara yeah. talked about watching it. It came Kara out in two thousand four, and mm-hmm. yeah, Kara Moffat. We were really good friends, or we really are really good friends. We were roommates, um, so we, yeah, we were, I think we watched it together at one point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, great soundtrack. I think it was the first time I heard "Sweet Disposition." You know, ooh, that's a great song. Yeah. And then there, there, there's that quote that they say like, "Meet me in Montauk." So I thought you would get it right. Yeah, because they always talk about Montauk. Um, but yeah, it, that's my one of my favorite movies. A "Sweet Disposition" also in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Because um, I really like that song. And I mean, I like be. that movie, Wait too. Wait a second. I might be thinking of 500 Days of Summer that that movie's in. I just remember someone on a train, and I thought it was yeah. her. Maybe it was 500 Days of Summer. It's been a while since I've seen those movies. Well, one, because while I love this movie, it is kind of sad, and I can't really bring myself to watch it all the time. Yeah. Um, and then 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> so this is kind of funny, embarrassing, um, but usually when I have watched this movie, uh-huh. I haven't seen it many times, but I've usually watched this movie with whatever guy I had been dating and not long after that we broke up so it was like kind of a cursed movie even though I loved it but I was like dang I don't know if I can do it now yeah you probably shouldn't yeah <laughs> yeah so I probably will never watch it again yeah but I mean, it's you can watch it by movie. yourself I could watch it by myself I just don't know how if the curse will like oh yeah evaporate over into me yeah <laughs> but so um, it's a good movie though 500 is summer. it is good I actually watched it over Christmas break yeah well, uh, that's all we have for this episode of Weisscast. It is a longer episode than normal, and I'm not going to apologize for it because this is actually uh, the last one for the summer, taking a break. Dun, da, da, da. Um, figured we'd go out with on a high note yes, with so. mm-hmm. multiple guests. Um, we have a song from SoundCloud, as normal. 
as usual. Let me pull that up real yeah. quick because I forget the name of so it. So listeners can kind oh, of wait. take time to listen to this all throughout the summer if they miss us a little yes, bit. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Um, your long car rides, your airplane rides, your boat rides, any kind of rides. Any kind of rides. Yes. Let me find we it. We all know that you go on vacation in the summer. And if you don't, I'm sorry. Go on a vacation in the summer when you have Please time. go on vacation. Yeah. Um, this is DJ AG with the she... Game of Thrones remix. Um, we did talk about that a lot today. We so. did. Mm-hmm. So I figured it, it fit. Um, as usual, I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, along with Rebecca. Thank you so much for being yes, here. I'm the Empress, Rebecca. The Empress, Rebecca. Where can <laughs> they find you on social media? So I'm... R Esquite, that's R E S Q U I T E. All one um, word. Resquite. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my Twitter and Instagram handle. And I don't use Facebook, but you can probably find me there too. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Be sure to follow her. Uh, share this episode with your friends and people that even don't like. Um, you can find us, or you can find me at the Weiss is Right on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find out more about Weisscast at Weisscast.com. And if you have any feedback, it's feedback at whitescast.com. Thanks for listening. I'm going to spin the track. Game of Thrones remix by our boy, DJ AG.